Welcome to Chomping Down the Dietetic Exam, where I, Dietitian Faraz, and you, an awesome person, join forces to chomp down dietetic concepts into digestible bites and provide you with practice questions, rationales, and tips to conquer your dietetic exam, and you will conquer it because you are smart, you are skilled, and you got this. Hit it! Hi everyone, hope you are all safe and in good health. Thank you so much for tuning in. So today's episode will serve as a simplified version of acid-base balance. This topic is actually very nuanced, as there's the role of anion gap and chloride, different types of alkalosis, compensation. We're not getting into any of that in this episode because we're strictly focusing on what you'll need to know for your exams and dietetic classes. Now, we'll focus on trying to understand acid-base balance first, then visit lab values. So before going into today's topic, I got some really, really exciting news I gotta share with you. So over the years, I've had a lot of podcast listeners and students ask me to develop a program that covers everything you need to know about the RD exam. Well, guess what? That's happened. I've developed a program that's really focused on visual learning, and this program consists of 17 video lectures that cover all four domains and every topic that's relevant to the RD exam. These topics are covered with full explanations, tons of mnemonics, illustrations, animations, tables, and each video lecture also has a pre and post test and a super duper colorful set of corresponding notes. This full program is now available on our website at chompdowndietetics.com. Make sure to check out the program sneak peek video on the website's homepage and feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. Now, let's get started with our appetizer questions. First question. A patient's lungs are severely compromised and the overall pH of the blood is decreasing below normal range. Which of the following describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. Okay, next question. A patient is hyperventilating and has a pH level above normal range. His bicarb value is 24. Which of the following describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. Okay, next question. A patient with metabolic acidosis could be a result of which of the following? An increase in bicarb absorption by the lungs, a decrease in bicarb absorption by the kidneys, an increase in bicarb absorption by the kidneys, a decrease in carbon dioxide retention by the lungs. Okay, next question. 
a patient's lab values are as follows. pH 7.25, carbon dioxide 30, bicarb 23. Which of the following best describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. Okay, next question, final question. A patient's lab values are as follows. pH 7.55, carbon dioxide 37, bicarb 29. Which of the following best describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. Okay, first thing to keep in mind is that our body is very OCD about our blood, which is totally understandable because blood is super important. If you want to be OCD about anything, blood is a good thing to be OCD about. So great job, body, on being so OCD. Now, our bodies want our blood to maintain a very specific pH. pH is a scale that tells us the concentration of hydrogen ions. The lower the pH, the more hydrogen ions in the body, the more acidic our blood is. The higher the pH, the less hydrogen ions in the body, the more basic our blood is. A way to remember the difference between the two is that a lot of youngsters and whippersnappers use the phrase, that's so basic, or that Roger, he's so basic. Sorry to any Rogers listening. So the word basic is being used a lot as part of slang. It is in high demand. Therefore, basic is high. Another way I used to remember is, you know that song, All About That Bass? About that bass? No treble? Sorry, I had to finish the rhyme. It was a very popular song that was really high on the music charts. So bass is high pH. So in terms of pH, the higher it is, the more basic it is. Our blood prefers to be slightly more basic than acidic. If the blood becomes too acidic, the body will compensate by trying to become more basic. If the blood becomes too basic, the body will compensate by trying to become more acidic. Essentially, the body is constantly trying to maintain equilibrium, balance. Okay, now let's take a nice deep breath and breathe out, okay? Ready? Okay, so let's talk about what just happened here. We took a breath, we breathed in oxygen. As we breathed in that oxygen, it was incorporated into our cells via blood. This enabled us to have energy. But a byproduct of this process was carbon dioxide. When we breathed out, we breathed out carbon dioxide 
via our lungs because it is a byproduct, or another term for it would be waste product. Why is it a waste product? Because carbon dioxide is related to acid, and we don't want to retain too much acid. Notice I said related to acid. Carbon dioxide itself is not an acid per se, and sometimes you hear that, and it's not technically true. It can be slightly acidic in solution, but for our purposes, the thing to keep in mind is the amount of carbon dioxide in our body is directly proportional to the amount of hydrogen ions in our body, which are acidic. So essentially, an increase in carbon dioxide in the blood will ultimately lead to an increase in hydrogen ions, which will lead to increased acidity. Bicarbonate actually absorbs hydrogen ions and forms something called carbonic acid. From this point on in the episode, however, I won't be using the term hydrogen ions or carbonic acid for simplicity's sake. I will be using the terms carbon dioxide and acidic. The more carbon dioxide we have in the body, the more acidic our blood is. The more acidic our blood is, the lower the pH of our blood is. We don't want acid in our bodies to build up, so we breathe it out, aka exhale it through our lungs as carbon dioxide. Now, if we were to hold our breath, the carbon dioxide levels in the blood would rise because the carbon dioxide is trapped. It has nowhere to go, which would make our blood more acidic. And the more acidic our blood is, the lower the pH of our blood is. Now, once we decide to stop holding our breath, what would happen? You would want to breathe out more quickly so you can exhale that built-up carbon dioxide. Now contrast this with bicarbonate, aka bicarb. Bicarb is a base that, as we established earlier, absorbs acid and acts as an antacid, essentially neutralizing acid. So the body deals with acid via bicarb. Bicarb is made in the kidneys and reabsorbed in the kidneys. And the kidneys can either conserve bicarb, which would make the blood more basic, or the kidneys could excrete bicarb, which would make the blood less basic. Another thing to keep in mind about the kidneys is that they could excrete acids through the urine. So the more bicarb we have, the more basic our blood is. The more basic our blood is, the higher the pH of our blood is. This is in direct contrast to what we established earlier with carbon dioxide, where the more carbon dioxide we have, the more acidic our blood is. And the more acidic our blood is, the lower the pH of our blood is. Now that we've established carbon dioxide and bicarb, Let's distinguish between respiratory and metabolic. Out of these two terms, respiratory and metabolic, what do you think would be directly associated with carbon dioxide? 
respiratory, right? Because respiratory refers to our lungs and our lungs get rid of CO2. So respiratory, lungs, carbon dioxide are all directly linked. That leaves us with the terms bicarbonate and metabolic. These two are linked with each other as well as the kidneys. So keep in mind, respiratory, carbon dioxide, and lungs. Metabolic, bicarbonate, kidneys. When you see a term that starts with respiratory, you can assume that the lungs are directly responsible, as is the case with respiratory acidosis and respiratory alkalosis. When you see a term that starts with metabolic, you can assume the kidneys are directly responsible, as is the case with metabolic acidosis and metabolic alkalosis. Now that we've established the difference between metabolic and respiratory, let's distinguish between acidosis and alkalosis. So acidosis is when the blood has too much acid, and as a result of that, the pH of our blood will be lower and we will have more acidic blood. You can have respiratory acidosis and metabolic acidosis. First, acidosis can happen if our lungs are functioning poorly and we're not breathing normally or our ability to efficiently remove carbon dioxide is compromised. And as a result, we will not be exhaling enough carbon dioxide out so it'll build up in our blood. And as the carbon dioxide is building up, our blood is getting more acidic, which means our pH is lowering. This is called respiratory acidosis. It is respiratory because the lungs are what are compromised. Their poor functioning is causing the decrease in exhalation, which is causing the carbon dioxide to build up which in turn is causing the blood to become more acidic, and that is causing the pH level to drop. Conditions that can cause this include asthma, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD, anything that decreases exhalation or gas exchange in the lungs. With specific regards to ventilation, you would be hypoventilating in respiratory acidosis because since you're not breathing out as much in hypoventilation more carbon dioxide is being trapped inside it's building up it's increasing acidity the kidneys then would try to offset the increased acid by retaining more bicarb because bicarb neutralizes acid okay so that was respiratory acidosis. Now let's move on to the second way acidosis can happen. Acidosis can happen if our kidneys are functioning poorly. This can lead to either too much acid in the blood or not enough base. And that is called metabolic acidosis. It is metabolic because the kidneys are directly responsible. They're compromised. The kidneys are not being able to conserve enough bicarb. Or 
they are not able to remove enough acid through urination. So the kidney's poor functioning is causing the bicarb levels in the blood to drop, which is causing the carbon dioxide to build up because it is not being neutralized by the bicarb, which is causing the blood to become more acidic and causing the pH to drop. Now, conditions that can cause metabolic acidosis include chronic kidney disease, diabetic ketoacidosis, diarrhea. So let's start with chronic kidney disease because CKD resulting in metabolic acidosis makes very clear sense because in CKD, the kidney's ability to excrete acid is decreased. So the acid continues to build and build in the body and the blood becomes more acidic as a result and the pH decreases. Patients with CKD can actually end up with diabetic ketoacidosis, which can in turn lead to metabolic acidosis. So, what's the link between diabetic ketoacidosis, DKA, and metabolic acidosis? So, insulin helps glucose enter our cells for energy. However, in diabetes, the cells aren't getting energy from glucose. Since glucose isn't working for us, what are we going to do? We're going to turn to using fat for energy, which in turn produces ketone bodies. And these ketone bodies are acidic. And as ketone bodies are increasing, more acid is building up in our bodies, our pH level is dropping, and we end up with metabolic acidosis. What about diarrhea? How is diarrhea related to metabolic acidosis? So our intestinal secretions tend to have a lot of bicarb included in them. Why? Because that bicarb is necessary to neutralize the acid from the stomach, which is very acidic. Because this bicarb is part of our secretions, our stool tends to be slightly basic. However, in diarrhea, the stool volume is increased, and the more stool that's lost, the more bicarb that is attached to that stool is lost. So the net effect is that the blood becomes more acidic because the bicarb is not there to neutralize the acid. Now let's talk alkalosis. So alkalosis is when the blood has too much base. And as a result of that, the pH of our blood will be higher and it'll be more basic. And alkalosis can happen in different situations. Alkalosis can happen if our lungs are exhaling too much carbon dioxide out. So there's a shortage of acid in the blood. And as a result, the blood will become more basic. The pH will increase. This is called respiratory alkalosis. It is respiratory because the lungs are causing issues. You are hyperventilating, which is directly related to your lungs. Now, why would you hyperventilate? Well, when we have anxiety or a panic attack, fever, we're working out very strenuously, it can cause us to hyperventilate. This is why we are told to breathe into a paper bag when we're hyperventilating because 
it gives us a chance to recapture our own carbon dioxide that we just exhaled out. Now, to compensate for this process, there's an increase in base, and the kidneys will excrete excessive bicarbonate. Alkalosis can also happen when the body experiences an excessive loss of acid. As a result, bicarb levels in the blood have increased. It is more basic. The pH is higher. Or the kidneys may not be able to excrete excess bicarb, or the kidneys may have an abnormal retention of bicarb. So bicarb is building up, which means base is building up, which means our blood is becoming more basic and the pH is increasing. This is called metabolic alkalosis. It is metabolic because the kidneys are directly involved in the blood becoming more basic. Now, to compensate, the lungs will start to hypoventilate to conserve carbon dioxide to balance out the increase in bicarb. What are causes of excessive losses of acid, you might ask? Well, if you're on loop diuretics or thiazides, they're designed to make you frequently urinate. And urine has acid. The more you're urinating, the more acid you are losing. And as you lose more and more acid, your blood is becoming more and more basic and the pH increases. Or when you're vomiting, you're losing a lot of acid because vomit is filled with acids such as hydrochloric acid, HCl. So this could also occur from NG suction tubes in a clinical setting. What can also happen is sometimes a patient with metabolic acidosis can be ordered to take supplemental bicarb to offset the acidosis, but it could end up being excessive and the patient could end up getting metabolic alkalosis as well. Now that we have the theoretical portion down, let's discuss how we can assess a patient's status using lab values. Now, a normal pH range for a human being is 7.35 to 7.45, with a pH of 7.4 being optimal. Normal carbon dioxide range is 35 to 45, which is actually super helpful because, like we just mentioned, normal pH is 7.35 to 7.45. And if you take the 7 off, it's the same numbers for carbon dioxide, 35 to 45. Also, bicarbonate range is 22 to 26. So one thing to note is that I've seen a lot of different ranges being given for what a normal bicarb level is. I've seen 24 to 28, 23 to 30, 22 to 29. I'm going with the range that I've seen most frequently cited, which is 22 to 26. It's also the range given by the National Institute of Health and nurse.org as of April 2020. So for this episode, I will be using 22 to 26. So in a situation where you are presented lab values, you can follow the following process to determine the condition that the patient has. First, look at the pH. 
Anything below 7.35 is acidic or acidosis. Anything above 7.45 is basic or alkalosis. Next, look at carbon dioxide and bicarb values. If carbon dioxide is in abnormal range, but bicarb is in normal range, you have a respiratory issue. If carbon dioxide is normal, while bicarb is in abnormal range, you have a metabolic issue. So that's one way you can approach questions that would ask you to deduce whether if a patient is in metabolic or respiratory alkalosis or acidosis. Okay, so now would be a good time to revisit our appetizer questions and provide you with some rationale. Okay, so here we go. A patient's lungs are severely compromised and the overall pH of the blood is decreasing below normal range. Which of the following describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. So let's break this down. Right off the bat, the question tells us that the lungs are compromised, severely compromised. You can assume that if the lungs are compromised, then the issue is respiratory. So you can eliminate metabolic alkalosis and metabolic acidosis as choices. The question also says the overall pH of the blood is acidic. We know that in acidosis, the blood is acidic, and the more acidic the blood is, the lower the pH of the blood. Anything below 7.35 is acidic, or acidosis. Thus, respiratory acidosis is the correct answer. Okay, next question. A patient is hyperventilating and has a pH level above normal range. His bicarb value is 24. Which of the following describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. So if the patient is hyperventilating, that's a strong indication that this is a respiratory issue. And it's even more clear after looking at the bicarb value, which is 24, which is in normal range. So this is definitely a respiratory issue. You can rule out metabolic alkalosis and acidosis. Now, the patient is hyperventilating. So his lungs are exhaling too much carbon dioxide out. So there's a shortage of acid in the blood. In respiratory acidosis, the patient would be hypoventilating. But here, he is hyperventilating. As a result, the blood is becoming more basic. The pH is increasing. And in fact, the question says it is above normal range. The hyperventilation and pH above normal range eliminates respiratory acidosis as an answer. Thus, the answer is respiratory alkalosis. Okay, next question. 
A patient with metabolic acidosis could be a result of which of the following? An increase in bicarb absorption by the lungs, a decrease in bicarb absorption by the kidneys, an increase in bicarb absorption by the kidneys, a decrease in carbon dioxide retention by the lungs. So since this question says metabolic acidosis, we can rule out the two answer choices with the lungs. Now we're left with the choices of decrease in bicarb absorption or increase in bicarb absorption. And we are talking about metabolic acidosis. Well, an increase in bicarb absorption doesn't sound right because it's asking about metabolic acidosis. And in metabolic acidosis, the kidneys are not able to remove acid through the urine or conserve enough bicarb. The kidneys' poor functioning is causing the bicarb levels in the blood to drop, which is causing the acid to build up because it's not being neutralized by the bicarb which is causing the blood to become more acidic and causing the pH level to drop. Thus, the answer is a decrease in bicarb absorption by the kidneys. Okay, next question. A patient's lab values are as follows. pH 7.25, carbon dioxide 30, bicarb 23. Which of the following best describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. So a normal pH range for a human being is 7.35 to 7.45. Normal CO2 range is 35 to 45. A normal bicarb range is 22 to 26. Okay, first, let's look at pH. Is it below normal or above normal? 7.25 is below 7.35, so it is below normal, which means acidosis. That means we can rule out respiratory alkalosis and metabolic alkalosis as choices. Okay, now let's look at lab values of carbon dioxide and bicarb. Carbon dioxide is 30, which is below normal. Bicarb is 23, which is within normal range. If carbon dioxide is in abnormal range, but bicarb is in normal range, then it is a respiratory issue. Thus, the answer is respiratory acidosis. Okay, next question. A patient's lab values are as follows. pH 7.55, carbon dioxide 37, bicarb 29. Which of the following best describes the patient's condition? Respiratory alkalosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis, respiratory acidosis. So again, a normal pH range for a human being is 7.35 to 7.45. Normal carbon dioxide range is 35 to 45. Normal bicarb range is 22 to 26. Okay, let's look at the pH again. Is it below normal or above normal? Well, 7.55 is above normal. 
which means alkalosis. That means we can rule out metabolic acidosis and respiratory acidosis as choices. Okay, now let's look at lab values of carbon dioxide and bicarb. Carbon dioxide is 37, which is within normal range. Bicarb, however, is 29, which is in abnormal range. If carbon dioxide is in normal range, but bicarb is in abnormal range, you have a metabolic issue. Thus, the answer is metabolic alkalosis. Alright, that's a wrap for today's episode. Remember to check us out on chompdowndietetics.com where we have our program that covers all relevant topics on the RD exam with video lectures and colorful notes. You can also hit us up on our socials which are listed in the episode descriptions and this is where you can request topics and just let us know how you're doing with your exam journeys. With that being said, I will catch you later. Bye-bye.